Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we are honored to hear from fitness and wellness professional Ashley Darkenwald as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing fitness, health, and balance. What does healthy balance look like, and what does the Bible say about our bodies? I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Bridging the Gaps E to the Power of Three. We are joined today with Ashley Darkenwald, and we've already been having a blast <laughs> before yes. we've even gotten started. But Ashley, thank you for being here with us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited about this conversation, and we're going to be talking today all about wellness, fitness, balance, kind of everything in between, and hearing about your journey towards this and how you have just been encouraging other people along the way as they're in their own journey. Um, And I would love if you could just start out by introducing yourself. I know that's always a really like, introduce yourself, like that's really big to unpack, especially (laughs) because you do so much. But um, just who are you? Who's in your family and all that good stuff? Sure. Well, I am a wife and a mother of three. I'm a business owner and a personal trainer. I am an author and speaker and a worship leader at my church. Oh, I didn't know you did the worship <laughs> leading part. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for just over a decade now. Yeah. And you have been, how long have you been in the wellness world? Wow. For about 18 years I don't even feel old enough to say that, but I am, (laughs) and it's been 18 years. (laughs) What got you into wellness and fitness? Yeah, I would say sports. I Mm -hmm. I never loved wellness or fitness, but I loved playing sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in college, when I had an opportunity to pick an on-campus job, it just felt natural coming from the sport world to go into Uh, staffing the fitness center and then Mm -hmm. dabbling. Somebody asked me, oh, do you want to teach some classes? And so I got certified right off the bat Mm. and started teaching group exercise classes, which I loved. I I just kind of fell into that opportunity. So Mm -hmm. that's how I got into it. Um, Did not plan on it as a career. (laughs) I was in college for pre-law. Oh, it's very different. Very different, (laughs) yes. I was planning on becoming an ambassador and traveling the world. That was my dream job. (laughs) And uh, I got married and had my first child in college. Okay. So that changed the whole trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank goodness, I think. I think going into law would have been maybe eventually a good thing, but mm. not my brain bent. So mm-hmm. um, so that's how I got into it, sports and then college and then jumped into working for a fitness center as a personal trainer and seeing all the things I loved about that and all the things that I would do differently if I had my own opportunity. And then I took my life savings and started my own fitness center yeah. right in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it started, your yes. garage? Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. My husband had this detached building in our house, and it was his production studio. So he was doing kind of some fun production things. And he moved his production into the basement, and then we built out the upstairs as my fitness center. Mm. 
So those were my very humble roots, literally. <laughs> I, I mean, I love a story of a beginning because, I mean, then you get to look back and mm-hmm. see like, wow, look at how far I've come and yeah. look at where we're still going. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part about group fitness classes? Because I love a group fitness class. And I think my favorite part is you just get to be like silly with your friends too. Like mm-hmm. you're working hard, but it's just, it goes by faster yeah. than just staring at a treadmill by yep. yourself. And they're just a blast. So like, what's your favorite part about it? I I think for, as an instructor, my favorite part is the teaching. Mm-hmm. I love to educate people on what's going on like right now in their bodies while they're mm. taking the class. So mm-hmm. I was teaching spin class yesterday And I basically was trying to distract them from this monster hill. And so I said, let me tell you just a few things that are going on in your body right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was talking about the body's making more red blood cells. Mm. Your bone density is increasing. You're going to sleep better tonight because your body will process oxygen more efficiently. You know, just the whole brain part of that is super Mm -hmm. fun for me. And then also hearing about the success stories that people have from sticking with it, Mm. finding their community in a group, and then just having these life-changing transformations. Mm -hmm. That is, as an instructor, that's some of the most meaningful things for me. And I'm sure that gets better with time, too, because you've been doing this for 18 years. Mm -hmm. So if you have clients that were, like, Mm -hmm. from the past, like, Mm -hmm. long-term, you really get to see that success. Yeah. Yeah, and it's usually a circle. You know, we go through circles, and I've seen most of my clients do this. They've got this amazing success story. Life happens. It all falls apart. They have this Mm -hmm. rock-bottom experience, and then they kind of rebuild and come out and figure out, how do I go back to my healthy self after a tragedy, after a Mm -hmm. loss, Mm -hmm. after a child, after a, you know, a career change? And that, to me, is the more real aspect it's all real. It's all yeah. part of our story. Yeah. But I think when we go through fire in fitness and wellness, mm-hmm. we can really figure out, how do I do this? Yeah. Because you know, it's easy when you have minimal responsibilities and, you mm-hmm. know, your schedule's not chock full. But it's a little more challenging when you've got a full life and a family and and some other things on the plate. So Absolutely. And we'll talk that. all about balance later today. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite topic. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to have a moment to let you brag about your awesome <laughs> like books that I'm looking at here. You have a journal mm-hmm. and then two books, mm-hmm. um, Living Wellness, and that, that's you know the title of all of them. So yes. I'm assuming that that is kind of the title of your business and like corporation. Is that what you would say? Yeah, that's one of them. Um, So Living Wellness is, I started with my personal training studio, InFit. Mm -hmm. InFit, that's in Albertville. And as a personal trainer, it's all about fitness, naturally, obviously. (laughs) But I wanted to create a resource that was a little bit more for the well-rounded trainer and the Mm -hmm. trainer that wanted to dive into more than just fitness and being cautious about my limitations because I'm not a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I have my master's in exercise science and I focused on nutrition, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a nutritionist. So the the first book is a resource for personal trainers for their clients Mm -hmm. to read to give them a foundation of if I want to go beyond fitness, what, what, sh- where should I start? Yeah. Basically, yeah. So that's the first book. It's kind of the basics of nutrition, the basics of wellness, sleep, stress, you know, mental health. How do we just get those foundations covered mm-hmm. so that we can be not just on the physical fitness and not just even nutrition, but just start to 
tiptoe into wellness, mm-hmm. right? And the second book came out of feedback from the first. It really came from a lot of church groups, church leaders that said, we love your first book, but we want a resource for small groups, mm-hmm. something that we can give to our small groups that covers fitness and nutrition, but has a spiritual foundation. Mm-hmm. So that was really the second book that came out in 2017. And the journal goes with the second book. It's a supplemental resource. It's a food journal, actually, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's emotional journal. It's a gratitude journal. It's, you know, an education journal. It's kind of wraps everything into that. Yeah. So those are the resources. That's awesome. And where can people find these if they want to mm-hmm. learn more? Yeah, Amazon is probably the best place. Mm-hmm. I have a website for the living wellness business. But when I took back ownership of my personal training studio, Living Wellness became more of a resource than a frontline company. Mm -hmm. Because at one point I was running three companies by myself at once, and it became too much, and I decided I had to downsize companies. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've got three things yeah. going yeah. on Yeah, some here. people like downsize their clothing or their house. I had to downsize on companies. <laughs> <laughs> and so now um, I am running the training studio, InFit, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and my books are a fantastic resource for that. Yeah. So. No, that sounds great. Thank you for yeah showing these and talking about them and making these for people mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of people are wanting to do things in groups. Mm-hmm. I think that group like, oh, okay, we'll be accountability partners. Yeah. So having that resource to dive into together, I think makes it more fun mm-hmm. and just like easier to do that together. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned a few things in when you were talking about your books, you talked about emotions, mm-hmm. mental health. Um, you talked about like actual food and everything, all, all of those pieces. And some people might be like, oh, well, we're talking about fitness. Isn't that mm-hmm. like just physical? Mm-hmm. But no, you know, there is an emotional and a mental piece to it. So how does physical wellness impact your mental wellness? Yeah, I think they are intrinsically linked. I, again, 18 years watching people succeed, struggle, transform, change, walk away from it, come back to it, all of that. I've seen physical fitness really, it's almost like when people begin to move their bodies in healthy ways, something clicks in the brain. Mm. And there's this, I don't want to use the word awakening because that seems so silly, but it's almost awareness. I'll call mm-hmm. it awareness, mm-hmm. yeah. okay? So when people begin to be in touch with their body, it's almost like an awareness of what's going on in the brain, and they can start to feel like, ah, oh, I notice I'm more in touch with what's happening in my brain. I'm more in touch with what's happening in my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm more in touch with what my body needs, And there's that direct correlation between when we're moving our body and we're getting the joints moving and the joints lubricated and the brain is being engaged by physically putting one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) for more than just, you know, walking upstairs. I really think it it flips switches on in the brain that says, okay, I'm present. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like blowing a bunch of oxygen into a fire. Mm, it just mm-hmm. kind of ignites your brain. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a cure for brain issues like mm-hmm. depression and anxiety and those kinds of things. But I certainly think it can fan the flames and help to begin to heal things that are going on in the brain and just wake it up and say, yes, I'm alive. This is worth fighting for. My mental health is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And so that physical and that mental health is so, so connected on a 
on a really real level. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that also helps with like the motivation to keep going Mm -hmm. because people start to feel better just mentally? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's I mean, when we exercise, the body releases serotonin. It's the all the feel good chemicals. So the brain already lights up and says, "Ooh, this feels good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I encourage people because our brain can always create new pathways. And I'm fascinated by studies of the brain. So I tell this is another thing I say during personal training and during group exercise is say, when you're doing this, tell yourself all the good things that are happening. Mm. I am becoming a healthier person. My body is getting stronger. I like this because my bones are getting more dense. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to manage my stress better Mm -hmm. because it actually tells the brain this is a good thing. And even if we hate exercise, I would say I'm a person who hates exercise. Mm. I hate exercise. It feels to me like unless I'm doing it with somebody, I just, I hate it. I I really do. <laughs> it's like a waste of time, you know? Oh, man. So Which that's I feel what... like you normally, like your personal trainers are like, I'm obsessed. I no. love to exercise. Uh-uh. I'm like, I can't relate to you. No, I hate it. I love sports. Mm. Remember? I mm-hmm. love yep. if it has like a competitive aspect or if I'm doing it with somebody, it feels like it has a purpose. You yeah. know, this, it's good. But you tell your brain, so it's not lying to yourself. You're not like lying that you love this or, oh, I really love this when you really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but reminding yourself of all the good things going on creates new pathways in the brain. And it tells your body when you don't want to do it, you do want to do it. Mm-hmm. It reminds your brain that this is a good thing. And it kind of signals good pathways in the brain versus the negative, I don't like this pathways. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it, it makes you feel better. And so you want to do it. But you really do have to train your brain to love moving. Mm-hmm. I won't call it train your brain to love exercise because I don't even love that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I call it happy movement. Train yeah. your brain to love happy movement. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be intense exercise, that's right. for sure. And I think it's even like subconsciously your body like likes this mm-hmm. and needs it. Mm-hmm. I did pure bar for a mm-hmm. long time and bar classes for like two years. Wow. And in the moment, I'm like, I think I'm going to die. Like, yeah. I think this will be the end. I'm mm-hmm. so tired. Yeah. But then after I'm like, oh, that was so good. Yes. Like, I, why do I keep going? Because, yeah. like, my body was like, yes, you don't like this in the moment. Yep. It's hard, but yeah. it's good for you. Yes. We like it as a body unit. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important that when we have these seasons where we go away from it, walk away from that, we come back to reminding ourselves how we felt after the exercise, mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. movement, after, you know, how did I feel when I was done? I felt accomplished. I felt confident. Mm-hmm. I felt strong. I felt healthy. Do I want that again? Yeah. And yeah. that has to be stronger than the desire to not do it, the desire to sit on the couch, the desire to do something else, the desire to, you know, whatever. Yeah. That desire has to be stronger than yeah, than the other. Yeah. That's good. So what has your personal journey with fitness and wellness, what has that looked like for you? It has been a struggle, that's for sure. Uh, I think it. I think I was first aware of wellness, body image issues in high school. Mm-hmm. I went from being a three season athlete. I wanted to tip my hand in acting, mm-hmm. and so I pretty much gave up sports and I became an actress <laughs> in high school. And what happens when you stop exercising three hours mm-hmm. a day? I gained about 35 pounds. And I remember going to one of those um, fairs, like maybe it's at Valley Fair or something, where you do the guess your weight. Oh, gosh. Those Uh, are awful. They are awful. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this guy's not going to get it. And he he said a number, 
And I, I was like, no, that can't be right. And I stepped on the scale and he guessed it correctly. And I remember thinking as a high school student, part of me hurt. It mm. broke. And I felt aware for the first time of that I was not a thin, fit athlete anymore. Mm. And from there, I went on this, I, I call it a pendulum of unhealthy patterns. Um, so in high school, I realized that I was uh, I was unhealthy. In college, I reversed that and I was obsessive about running. I ran when I was depressed. I ran when I was excited. I ran very unhealthy. And so I lost a whole lot of weight and became very unhealthy, got pregnant and married in in college, and then became a new mom, had a business, and was married. Mm-hmm. And then I put on weight because that was a horrible trifecta trying to tackle mm-hmm. all at once. And so it's this pendulum. So I would say it wasn't until about seven or eight years ago that the pendulum finally stopped swinging from these extremes and started to settle in the middle. Mm-hmm. And anyone who struggles with aging, I tell them, look at the benefits of aging because you can really mature. Mm-hmm and calm down mm-hmm. <laughs> and stop that pendulum from mm-hmm. swinging so wildly that is a huge benefit of just maturity and growth and mm-hmm. so i've had a i've had a rough um, history with wellness and trying to find where is that center where is that balance mm-hmm. so i'm so grateful to be still finding it there's always mm-hmm. things that i fall off track you mm-hmm. know fall off but it's a beautiful thing to come back to that center and that balance. Do you think that's pretty normal for people to be having that swinging back and forth? Because I don't know if it's just society or just people not being open and really sharing what's going on in their Mm -hmm. life. But it feels to some some people that like, oh, everyone doesn't struggle with this. Mm -hmm. They just like are skinny and healthy Mm -hmm. and just going straight up this hill. That's awesome. But why am I all over the place all the time? Is that normal that people feel that way? I'm guessing 99% of people feel that (laughs) way. <laughs> Nobody just doesn't want to talk about it. Yes, that's a problem in my mm-hmm. opinion. No, I think yeah. it's probably like 97%. There's 3% that just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Bless them. Or they have like the best metabolism in yeah. the world and yeah. don't think about it. Exactly. I don't know many people like that, mm-hmm. but I think it's more of a some people care and some people don't. It's a very few percentage of people mm-hmm. that just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think um, even like my own struggles with weight, like I'll walk into my own studio and my instructors will be like, wow, Ashley, you look like you're losing weight. You look really good. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. And then I have to put that that thing aside of I'm a personal trainer and I just, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, be the exemplary example mm. all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not. I go through my own 10 pound or whatever, or whatever that number is, swings even within the last several years. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's a battle for most people. Yeah. So I have a a thought off of what you just said, and this was not in my questions to you, so I apologize. (laughs) But um, so that's very normal for people to say like, hey, you are looking really good. What are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. talking to people about their weight. And I really struggle with that because I'm like, I don't want me to say that, 
oh, you look really good. Because to me, that implies you didn't before. Yeah. Like, you're looking better and better. Yeah. And it's hard because you don't know how they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very similar in college, very, very unhealthy mm-hmm. weight loss techniques. And I feel like that was fueled by people saying, oh, you're looking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is working. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. So how do we encourage people in their journey of wellness without – promoting like these negative tactics or just like mental health and body shaming and mm-hmm. all of that. Am I making sense yes, here with that? Yes, such a good question. I, I have two thoughts on that. One is to, in your mind, first recognize, wow, I think they've lost some weight. Mm-hmm. But then look deeper, like look at the person. Mm-hmm. Do they look healthier? Do they look stronger? Do they look more vibrant? Mm-hmm. And that's something you can point out to a person without getting into just stopping at, wow, you have lost weight and you look good. Because there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think that can be very encouraging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if it's someone you know, definitely go that extra step. I I will tell my clients, you look stronger. Mm. That's a good word for it. When I notice they look stronger. Yeah. You know, you look stronger. You look healthier. How -hmm. do you feel? Mm Mm-hmm. And just to let them express how they feel about their where they are in their journey. Some people are losing weight by strength training, and they are stronger. Some people are losing weight by walking, and maybe they are not necessarily a whole lot stronger, but they're losing that weight from walking, or they're, they're improving their nutrition, and so they do look more vibrant mm-hmm. and healthy, or they're mm-hmm. sleeping better. You know, so just to give them a little bit of room to talk about, hey, what are, I think what are you doing is a great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you look strong and healthy. You look vibrant. Tell me about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's great because then they can go into their own journey and share with you, you know, they're sleeping better and and they're eating better and, and what they're doing. And you can lift them up that way versus just stopping at the, the weight loss and, and mm-hmm. letting it stop there. That's a great perspective because then you're commenting on like the actions Mm -hmm. and not the appearance Mm -hmm. and drawing from that because we have so many words and people telling us like, this is how you should look. Mm -hmm. And so we already have that pressure. So that's a great way to view it instead. I have a second thought on that too, that I really wanted to bring up because I hear this a lot in as a personal trainer and just out in the community and as a woman who has women friends Mm -hmm. Here's what I hear a lot. Uh, somebody will say, oh, I really am. I really would like to lose X pounds, you know, fill in the fill in the blank. I'd really like to lose some weight. And then what do all the girlfriends say? You, you mm-hmm. look great. Mm-hmm. You don't need to lose weight. And just pause. If, if your heart of hearts, you want to be healthier and you bring it up to your girlfriends and say, I really want to lose some weight or I really want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. And all of your girlfriends just say, oh, you look so good. You don't need to do that. What does that do to your sense of wanting to be a healthier person? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know our intentions are very good. We want to say, you know, we want to lift them up and we want to encourage them. Yeah. But let me tell you from a facilitator standpoint because I've gone through a lot of facilitator training for myself and then taught a lot of facilitation mm-hmm. with the books and with other groups, that is not a helpful statement. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that is helpful. I've done it many times, so I'm not shaming because I've 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 had to walk that back. Mm-hmm. But a better thing to do when someone says that they're wanting to lose weight and and you want to encourage them is to say, "Great, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about what's your goal, what's yeah. your plan, what what are you doing? That's that's great, good for you. 
you know, and encourage them in a way of asking questions. You know, it's a style called motivational interviewing. We all should have that skill. We mm-hmm. all should know mm-hmm. how to ask our friends questions because that's the best way to encourage someone versus telling them, no, they look fine. You know, that just really shuts a person down. So right. that's my encouragement on, yeah. on that. And then you lose out the opportunity to really hear what's going mm-hmm. on behind the scenes. Because yeah. what if they are really struggling yes. with something? And when you're asking questions in that motivational, mm-hmm. you know, style mm-hmm. and asking, they're like, okay, getting to the root of this is how mm-hmm. I'm actually feeling about my body lately or struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really, I'm like, oh yeah, I've totally done that before. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's me kind too. of that subconscious reaction where you mm-hmm. want to like protect your friends and yes. encourage them. But yep. what is that really doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So going way back in time here now, what does the Bible and scripture say about body? Because I think, you know, as Christians, we look for the foundation, right? We look mm-hmm. for the truth and what God says. And we hear a lot about your body is a temple. So what does that even mean, though? What mm-hmm. does it mean when God is saying to treat our body kindly? And what does Scripture say about all of that? That is a really great great question. And I think <clears throat> as followers of Jesus, we get into a lot of trouble by trying to go into Scripture and find what Scripture says about fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no scripture verse that I found yet, and I've studied scripture for a long time that says, exercise five days a week and eat your broccoli, saith the Lord. <laughs> I just haven't found it. Yes. <laughs> so I think the best thing to do, um, you know, Jesus is our best example of how to live life well, and his teachings are phenomenal. And I think when I think about scripture and God and fitness and wellness, I think two things First of all, our bodies are a gift. Mm-hmm. They're a gift given mm-hmm. to us from God. So what do we do with a gift? How do we receive a gift and how do we treat a gift? And the second part that comes out of that is stewardship. That mm-hmm. is the word that keeps coming up for me when I think of scripture and fitness and wellness is stewardship. So rather than getting into this legalistic, you know, ah, the... God wants me to X, Y, Z, and I have to do these things to check off the box that I'm a good Christian. That's called legalism. (laughs) That's not healthy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that sounds like Pharisees and what the Pharisees were saying way back Mm -hmm. when. Mm -hmm. And we also don't want to get into this place of over-spiritualizing things and saying that the body doesn't matter, the spirit is the only thing that matters, and so we don't need to take care of the body because it's all spiritual anyway. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Jesus had a body. Jesus had a shoe size. Yeah. You know, Jesus has a physical body. And so there's, again, balance. Mm-hmm. There is this balance of <clears throat> not going overboard, not over-spiritualizing, and not um, being legalistic with it either and finding that balance of thinking about our bodies as a gift, how do we take care of a gift, and how do we best steward the gift that's been given. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a journey for every person to go through on their own and with God, mm-hmm. you know, without getting to the extremes. Yeah. So do you feel like faith and fitness go pretty hand in hand? Absolutely, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for people who have, there is this fantastic book, Sacred Pathways, Love that book, and I highly recommend it. It talks about different ways that we relate to God, different ways that our heart soars and connects to God. 
And for some people, it's through movement. Mm -hmm. I have found that when I'm playing sand volleyball at a bar, bar league, (laughs) sand volleyball, Mm -hmm. or walking through the woods or raking the yard, I am most connected with God and most alive. Mm. Like I hear God's voice and I feel God's presence. And so for me, even though I am a self-proclaimed, I hate exercise, when I'm moving my body and I'm breathing hard and I'm, I'm... I feel alive and I feel connected to God. And so I would encourage people to look into that for their own selves. How do you feel connected? And is it through movement? Mm-hmm. And that might spark a new love for movement, for that happy movement that one didn't have before, that yeah. they are actually connected to God through movement, mm-hmm. through breath, through being alive, through that heart pounding, you know. Mm-hmm. So yes, faith and fitness are so intrinsically connected yeah no that's good well i mean since we've been talking about balance let's jump into it your favorite topic also my favorite topic but (laughs) the hardest topic yes because i think a lot of people think of balance very differently Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different ways that just in the world of nutrition in the world of fitness and wellness there's a lot of different messages and I just, (laughs) I feel like I have been so that person that's like, okay, I'm going to swing way far to one side. It's like an all or nothing mentality. I'm like, I'm not going to eat sugar. And then everything looks like a donut. Mm -hmm. Like I'm driving down the road. That car looks like a donut. Mm -hmm. I'm in my house. Like everything looks like a donut. Mm -hmm. And you just start to like freak out. And that's all you can think about. And it consumes you. So it's like, okay, that doesn't work. Swing to the other side. But what are your thoughts about balance? Let's let's dive into it. Yeah. Well, I think it's my favorite topic because I don't have it figured out. <laughs> yeah. I am I am the queen of unbalance. Mm-hmm. But it's it's I see it and when I have it, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to <laughs> pretend like I've got it figured out cuz I don't. And I think that's why it's one of my favorite topics cuz it's so challenging. Mm-hmm. It's like the game of golf. You can be a really good golfer, but every game is so different. Yes. Because every shot, you have an opportunity to nail it or bomb it. And you there's know? factors involved yes. too. Yes. Wind and mm-hmm. rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just love the topic. But what I would say about balance and what I would want to encourage people is to make that be your goal over making one extreme or the other be your goal. Mm. So if if someone out there is listening and they are on the I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm going to uh, you know, exercise 5 days a week, I'm going to, you know, and and I would call that more on an extreme end, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Some people live there healthily and happily, and that's fine. That's great. Mm-hmm. If you found a, an abundant life there, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you find that to start choking you or causing um, prisons, Mm. if what you're doing is causing prisons in your own mind or your own body or social gatherings or whatever, I would just say to Mm reevaluate. Look at what you're doing and make sure that you're not going to a place that is unhealthy because you're trying to reach the goal of health. Mm. It's kind of like following after Jesus so hard you're going after Jesus so hard that you miss Jesus altogether because you're trying to do all the things mm. and you miss just sitting at the feet of Jesus because you're trying to do the things. Yeah, that's good. I think fitness and wellness can be that exact same thing. That is it's something that takes time and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, finding balance because I, you know, everyone in town 
in our small town knows that I'm a personal trainer. So when I go through the grocery store, <laughs> let me tell you what people do with their grocery carts. They duck and run. <laughs> They're like, don't look at my cart. Don't, I'm, I'm having a grad party. Don't judge me. <laughs> Always making excuses yes, right away. Yes. And I'm like, look at my cart. Mm-hmm. I've got normal stuff. I've got chips. I've got, I have normal stuff in my cart. I have mm-hmm. normal stuff in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, do I eat that stuff? Sometimes, Yeah. Like it, I used to be on the extreme end of 100% organic, clean living, never touched sugar. You know, water is all I drank, and and that for me was a good season mm-hmm. because I learned so much. It cleared up my allergies, it cleared up my acne, it cleared up my back pain, it cleared up joint inflammation. That was a good and important season for me. So I don't ever want to discount going to a place of healing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes healing requires extremes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But once that healing has occurred, if it's a healthy thing to come back to find balance, do that. And I say if because in some cases like cancer, mm-hmm. um, autoimmune, yeah. um, there's some of these things that require a, a different level of health. They mm-hmm. just, it's just what it is, you know, and, and so to go there and stay there is really important mm-hmm. to optimize health and healing. But for most people, once you reach a stage of gut healing and all these other healing things, you can generally fall back into that middle balance and live a balanced life. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention not shaming other people or acting like they're an inconvenience for that journey. Mm -hmm. I have so many of my friends who are either doing like low carb or Mm -hmm. they can't have gluten Mm -hmm. or or dairy or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And when you go out to eat with them, it's like, you know, because they're like, oh, can we go, you know, X, Y, and Z place? Because I can't. But respecting that, you don't know why they're doing it. It could be because they have an allergy Mm -hmm. or they really actually need this or that's just where their headspace is at. Mm -hmm. And doing what you can to be accommodating like oh you know my friend's coming over she can't have this let me make sure that I have gluten-free options yes it's such a good point everybody is on their journey and every part of that is important Mm -hmm. even if it is an extreme have grace for that person and just like you said you don't know why they're there Mm -hmm. there's a reason why they're there have grace and let them walk their journey and encourage them because Mm -hmm. they're going through something and generally we don't know what it is right Right. And so, yes, that is a beautiful point to just remember that everybody is in a place for a reason and to give them grace. Mm -hmm. How does diet culture play a role in balance and people just trying to figure out their own journey? Mm -hmm. Five to 10 years ago, I would have said something like, I hate diets. Diets are so horrible. (laughs) Don't diet. Diets are stupid. (laughs) But with growth and maturity, I've realized that um, every person is in a different season and needs a different thing. Mm I think, <clears throat> excuse me, diets can be a tool. You, one can learn something from a diet, but ultimately, I'm a broken record here, we want to find a place of sustainability. Mm-hmm. So if for a certain reason you're preparing for a wedding, you're preparing for a vacation, you're getting ready for a surgery even, and you need to alter your mm-hmm. nutrition. Mm-hmm. I'll call it that, altering your nutrition instead of the word diet, because I think that has so many negative connotations that can have a purpose and you can learn from it. But if you want to create a lifestyle of health and wellness, 
really have a plan going into that diet and have an exercise plan, uh, an, an exit plan, mm-hmm. have an exit plan so that hmm. the body can reacclimate into healthy living. Because mm-hmm. uh, look at the statistics. 80% of people who diet gain back the weight and then some. Yeah. It's not a statistic that you want to tiptoe into or dive into and fall into that gaining the weight back and then some. Because when you're messing with your metabolism, you're messing with body fat cells and chemistry. Mm-hmm. And body fat cells are um, they're kind of a delicate thing. And when they go into starvation mode or other kind of modes, the body wants to come back to balance and that can really mess with some hormone systems and other systems in the body. And so you just want to be careful with that. Yeah. Be mindful that it, it is changing the chemistry in the body. I like how you word that and not looking at it as like a diet, but just like kind of like just going in the kiddie pool of like, okay, we're going to start making changes mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And that leads into the bigger pool of like balance. Mm-hmm. And okay, we're figuring out what works for us. Maybe cutting back on things like reset your body. And just see what happens from that. But, well, this has been such a inspiring and insightful conversation, and I just truly appreciate you being here, Ashley, and sharing all your wisdom in this. But to wrap up today, I would love if you could just share some final pieces of encouragement or advice for people who are listening that are like, you know, I've been trying to prioritize my health for a while. Nothing seems to be working. I'm feeling super discouraged and just wanting to jump back in here. You know, what what are some final pieces of encouragement that you can give them today? Take it away. I think that is my favorite client, the person who is interested in tiptoeing into the world of health and wellness, the person that is interested in exploring getting healthier. And I would say begin with a mind of curiosity. Hmm. And that is easier said than done because oftentimes, for me personally, fear is the first thing that gets me when I start to do something new. Hmm. Can I do this? I've, I've tried it before. Uh, what's Is the outcome going to be any different? It's fear for me. That's my roadblock. So letting go of that fear of failure, because there is no failure. We have hope until our last breath. There's no failure. It's all learning. Mm, yeah. So everything that doesn't work, chalk that up as something that doesn't work. Okay, that didn't work for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work. I'm going to practice on this. But a mind of curiosity saying, okay, I'm going to come to the table and say, I've tried a few things before, and I'm just going to treat my body with so much love. I'm going to learn how to love myself and be curious about what works for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe group fitness doesn't work for you. And maybe you start with walks around the block with a friend, with a child, with a pet, <laughs> with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Just get some you time. Just get some you time. <laughs> but tiptoe into it. The slower you move into something, the, the more gentle you move into something, the better the outcome usually is. Mm-hmm. And move away from that mindset of, well, that didn't work. I, I didn't see the scale move. I didn't see my clothes change. So I'm, I'm done. I'm, it's just not for me. I'm just, this is who I am. I need to accept that. Mm. That is a challenging mindset that we need to correct. And so to, to let go of the fear and just to get into the, I'm practicing. I'm seeing what doesn't work and what does work. And when you find something that works, Keep moving in that direction and take little baby steps. Think about low-hanging fruit, like the easiest thing you could possibly do to get results. Mm -hmm. Drink more water. Mm -hmm. Drink more water. Easy. Drink more water. 
that will change so many systems in the body for good and you'll start feeling better. And then maybe you'll look at your sleep patterns, your sleep habits, sleep hygiene. Mm -hmm. Because when we sleep better, we feel more motivated to do things, to move our body, get into the healthy movement. So I would get a, a piece of paper and just list out a few things that feel easy to start with, low hanging fruit, and tiptoe into that. Make a plan, get some accountability, tell somebody that you really trust, maybe somebody that's in, ahead of you in their wellness journey. Ask them if you can be their accountability partner because when we do things in community, we're more successful. Yeah. All the all the studies point to that mm -hmm. in anything. Mm -hmm. Write it down, have an accountability partner, and make your plan and then go for it. Little baby steps, little baby steps, and celebrate your successes as they come. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So encouraging. Well, thank you again for taking the time to just share your journey and give encouragement to people who are like, every trainer loves working out and they're obsessed <laughs> and they only eat like lettuce. So <laughs> to find, to show that there is balance and everyone is going to have their own personal journey with this and you just find what is successful for you. Yes. And how to love your body. Learn yeah. how to love your body. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. On thank you. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Dream. We were honored to hear from Ashley Darkenwald and McKelty Bloom as they discussed fitness, health, and balance. Learn more about Ashley and find wellness resources at infit.org. Along with this podcast, did you know we host a monthly Zoom conversation with leaders like you to discuss one of the E to the Power of Three podcast topics? It's called E to the Power of Three Around the Table and takes place on the third Thursday of the month from noon to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's open to any woman in any stage of life as we believe every woman is a leader. Go to mnbtg.org slash around the table to request the Zoom link to be sent to your email. Also, follow us at MNBTG on social media to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.